minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
bin sich mit Kasche sein zu dir. Rebbe, 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 mir will sich mit Kasche sein zu dir. Rebbe, 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 mir will sich mit Kasche sein zu dir. Rebbe, 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 mir will sich mit Kasche sein zu dir. Hineni, mit Kasche nachschi. Thank you. 
Yes, you call it, we lose our 
J.M. in the A.M. with Yossi Green off of the Varmkite CD. That's a great medley of music for you on a Tuesday morning broadcast at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, Ohad, and we hope to speak to Ohad this week on the air. He is part of this, uh, well, you know what, maybe I shouldn't say anything yet. He is, um, he'll hopefully join us. Excuse me, he'll hopefully join us on the air at some point this week, and uh, you'll find out exactly what he's part of. Yehuda Green, Rebbe Rebbe, and Reb Shlomo's Nigun back-to-back of the Barcheni CD. Benny Friedman had both Kol Hanashama and Rakbi Yachad, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Tuesday, and it's November the 10th, day 28, in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5776, Tav Vav. Rosh Chodesh begins tomorrow night. 56 degrees outside with 67% humidity. Winds in north, 13 miles per hour. Rain today with a high of 60. Make sure you have your umbrella. Tonight, rain with a low of 52. Tomorrow morning, clouds, afternoon sun, and a high Wednesday. Veterans Day, 61 degrees. We're at 66 in Yerushalayim, 56 now in Jersey City. As we say good morning on a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Great reaction to our amazing announcement yesterday, which finally became public. Uh, what I like to call the Jewish Unity Initiative, showing care, concern, togetherness with communities outside of the New York and New Jersey area, something we've done in the past in the United States and Israel. We embark on this incredible adventure uh, coming up Hanukkah 5776, and on the fourth night of Hanukkah, our radio broadcasts of uh, that uh, Wednesday and Thursday uh, will be surrounding an amazing centerpiece event, which is a presentation of a Jewish unity concert inside the Great Synagogue of Paris. That is uh, that is the plan. It is in motion. It is very exciting. And it will bring the spirit of togetherness um, in a time that we need to be together on this globe. We certainly do. Our community needs togetherness, needs unity, needs care and concern one for the other. And that night, um, people from the United States and from Israel and, of course, from Paris, France, We'll all be together in one big um, a symbolic and actual uh, show of unity that evening. So more details will certainly uh, come up as we continue and head toward Hanukkah 5776. I thank everybody who's been so supportive and enthusiastic of this incredible effort and uh, plenty more information coming up here at JM in the AM. This is something we announced yesterday, just under 24 hours from now. If you missed it, obviously, there's an archive section and a news section that you can get on our websites. Uh, rain, as I said, with a high of 60. Make sure you have your umbrella. 56 right now at 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. We say good morning from 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. And uh, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And on the NSN app.
JM in the AM with uh, Mordechai and David, a brand new single. It's called Nakom. Chazan Natanel Hirschdick before that. I'm Yisrael Chai from The Art of the Cantor. Lipa had B Positive. That's the title track. Az Yashir done by Aryeh Kunstler. Shlaimi Gertner. Mivon Siach off the Say Asay CD. Tuesday morning on this 10th of November to 28th of Mar Cheshwan. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Our listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. News from Israel coming up. We've got Galit Tzal in the background. We'll do our news in Hebrew at the top of the hour, and then plenty more happening on this uh, Tuesday morning. The president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, is going to join me. He is... Um, going to help me spread the word about what we announced yesterday, our very exciting initiative that's going to be taking us to Paris, France, in an important display and an actual commitment to Jewish unity, something that we have prided ourselves on for decades here at JM&AM, but this certainly taking it to the next level. And we'll explain all of that coming up right here at JM&AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM&AM. Galitzal, Shah Shtayim, Kanran Yevnai, Ima Shikorei Akshav. Shnei Pigoyim betoch hatsi shah, hayom bi-Yerushalayim. Befizgat Zeev, shnei mechablim, bnei 12 ushloshesre. Takru meavteach shel arkevet akala, ufatsu oto beinoni. Beshar shchem, meavtechim zihu mechabelim sakin, ונטרלו אותו, כתבנו רום ליאור. מחקירה ראשונית עולה כי לאחר ששני הקטינים דקרו את מאבטח הרכבת הקלה בפסגת זאב, הוא ירה לעבר אחד מהם והביא לפציעתו. כאשר נוסעים שהיו ברכבת השתלטו על המחבל השני עד להגעת כוחות הביטחון. בשער שכם נורה מחבל על ידי שני מאבטחים לאחר שרץ לעברם כשבידו סכין. המאבטחים לא נפגעו, בעוד המחבל נפצע אנוש. ניצב משנה חיים שמואלי, מפקד מרחב קדם, עדכן על חקירת הפיגוע בפסגת זאב. מדובר בשני ילדים, כבני 12-13 לכל היותר. דוקרים מאבטח של הרכבת הקלה, פוצעים אותו בצורה בינונית. המאבטח מצליח אה, להתעשת על עצמו, יורה באחד מהם מנטרל, ואזרחים נוספים שהיו שם מצליחים להשתלט על הנער הנוסף. דיון סוער היום בוועדת הפנים של הכנסת על פעילות ארגון להבה. חברי כנסת רבים דרשו שלא לאפשר ליושב ראש הארגון בנצי גופשטיין לשאת דברים והוצאו מהאולם. בין השאר גופשטיין התעמת עם חבר הכנסת אילן גילאון וקרא לעבר חבר הכנסת יואל חסון, האם היית מוכן שבתך תתחתן עם ערבי? גילאון כינה אותו טרוריסט ואמר לי האלדן כי הוא לא חוזר בו מהדברים. חבר הכנסת בצלאל סמוטריץ', שניהל את הדיון, אמר שחברי הכנסת שמחו לא מכבדים את הדמוקרטיה. נאמרו ביטויים חמורים, אני בכל אופן אינני חוזר באף אחד מהביטויים שאמרתי, ואני מוכן לחזור עליהם פעם אחרי פעם. התנועה הזאת היא כתם על מתחו של העם היהודי, זו תנועה דאשיסטית, קוקלוקסקלנית. לא יעלה על הדעת שמנהלים דיון שכל כולו נסוב סביב אדם, במשך שעה תוקפים אותו מכל הכיוונים לחוקם, ולא נותנים לו בסוף לומר את ברור. הוא טוען שהוא לא טרוריסט, לפחות נכון לרגע זה, גם מערכות הביטחון והמשפט לא סבורות ככה, אחרת הוא כבר היה מזמן מחוץ לחוק. ועדת הכנסת אישרה בצהריים את ההעלאה המופחתת בשכר הח"כים, הוא יועלה בכאלף שקלים החל מחודש ינואר. חברת הכנסת יעל גרמן התעמתה שם עם חבר הכנסת אורן חזן. לבוא ולהכפיש פה אנשים, ואני לא בא להעיד על עצמי, שעובדים מהבוקר עד הלילה. הגיע הזמן לפרסה הזאת לעשות. אני... אה... מספיק. מאפשר לנו לקבל את ההמלצה של הוועדה הציבורית. כך אומר החוק. 
ובמקביל ברשת החל קמפיין למען העלאת שכר החיילים אחרי שוועדת השרים לענייני חקיקה דחתה אתמול את הצעתו של יעקב פרי בעניין. חיילים מיחידות שונות העלו לאינטרנט תמונות עם שלטים שעליהם נכתב אבל עני חייל, שכר שלא מכבד בני אדם, למה אתם מחכים? הצורה השליכה נעל על שופט במהלך דיון בבית משפט השלום באילת, הוא לא נפגע, כתבנו רמי שני. אישה בשנות ה-20 לחייה שנעצרה אתמול לאחר שהפגינה אלימות כלפי בן זוגה, השליכה הבוקר נעל על שופט בית משפט השלום באילת, גל טייב. הצעירה הובאה לדיון בהארכת מעצרה. אחרי שהתיישבה על ספסל הנאשמים, היא הסירה את נעלה והשליכה אותו לעבר מקום מושבו של השופט. הנעל לא הגיע עד לשם והשופט לא נפגע, הוא הורה להרחיק אותה מהאולם והדיון בעניינה התקיים בהיעדרה. מזג האוויר על נשות הצהריים מחר, ייתכנו גשמים מקומיים בעיקר במרכז ובנגב, ולסיום בעיראק התגלה ספר תורה בן מאות שנים, רגע לפני שנמכר לסוחרי עתיקות בשוק השחור, כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. רשויות הביטחון בבגדד דיווחו כי הספר, שגילו לטענתם 700 שנה, הוחזק שנים ארוכות בביתו של בכיר לשעבר במשטר סדאם. המבריח נעצר הודות למידע מודיעיני, כשהציג את הפריט למכירה באחד השווקים של בגדד. הוא הודה כי הוא המתווך וכי הוא פועל בשליחות סוחר עתיקות שגנב את הספר מביתו של אותו בכיר עם קריסת המשטר בשנת 2003. ואלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Yoni Z, brand new with Ode. That's a single here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, you heard the selection from Menachem Levy. Brand new, bring out the light. I like all the light references. We get closer to the month of Kislev and to the holiday of Hanukkah, especially this year, as the uh, the concert that we are presenting in Paris in the center of our broadcast during the week of Hanukkah and the spirit of Jewish unity, as we spoke about yesterday. They are named, or it is named rather, Let There Be Light, the concert of Jewish unity. Ah, I'll tell you, what a feeling, what a feeling to preside over all this incredible and wonderful things that are happening. Am Yisrael Chai from a Jew 2. That's what they call themselves, Jew 2. Am Yisrael Chai to open up the hour. Uh, our hearts and minds, of course, in the Holy Land, as it always is, our collective minds and our collective Jewish heart. And uh, today, knife-wielding terrorists, 13 years old and 37 years old, uh, were shot in Piskat Zev and at Sharshchem. Two terrorist attacks took place in the capital within minutes on Tuesday afternoon. The first security guard was stabbed in the upper torso at the Jerusalem Light Rail Station in Piskat Zev. The guard was accosted by two Palestinians, aged 12 and 13, one of whom stabbed him with a knife before the guard shot and disarmed him. Passengers on the train took control of the second attacker until the rapid arrival of police. Unbelievable. Uh, minutes later, a 37-year-old terrorist wielding a knife charged two security guards at Shar Shem. One of the guards shot him. After being treated at the scene, the um, terrorist was the... Uh, what is this? Oh, minutes later, a 37-year-old terrorist... Yeah, um, one of the guards shot him, leaving him in critical condition. condition. He was transferred to Hadassah Medical Center in Mount Scopus. Security guards were praised for their quick actions and emphasized that capital will remain in a heightened level of security. Last terrorist attack before today um, in Yerushalayim was October the 30th. So no doubt people thought in Yerushalayim that things were calming down a bit, and then this double attack occurs. J.M. and A.M. Tuesday with 56 degrees, rain and a high temperature of 60. We're going to get to our Yeshiva League sports update. Speaking of the Yeshiva League, I uh, was asked to announce that the um, RKYHS, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, has an inspirational morning highlighting the vast opportunities for students. Come see dynamic and innovative academic and Judaic programs and experience first-rate educational initiatives and co-curricular opportunities at the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School open house happening this Sunday for 8th graders and their parents. Registration begins at 9, the program at 9.30. Registration, jkha.org slash R-K-Y-H-S open house, or you could speak with Sean at 862-437-8064. That's 862-437-8064. Big shout out to our friends at Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School and to everybody in the Yeshiva League. As we get set for this week's edition of the Yeshiva League Sports Update, looks like uh, Elliot Weiselberg, our editor-in-chief, has been traveling and apparently... The Yeshiva League made quite an impression in Memphis, Tennessee. It's our Yeshiva League sports update for a Tuesday with Elliot Weiselberg at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Howdy, y'all. The Yeshiva League takes Memphis by storm. Four Yeshiva League basketball teams head down to Tennessee. Three vie for titles on Championship Sunday. Two Long Island rivals duke it out in the Tier 1 finals. And one emerges victorious. All that and more straight ahead on the Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. 
After landing in Memphis last week, it was readily apparent that the Yeshiva League teams all came ready to stake their claim at the top of the national basketball world. Teams from Flatbush, North Shore, Hafter, and DRS made their way down to the 2015 Cooper Memphis Invitational Basketball Tournament and for the most part had successful Thursdays in the opening round. DRS, Hafter, and Flatbush all advanced to the Tier 1 quarterfinals with victories, while North Shore settled for a Tier 2 berth after falling to host Cooper. The second day would again see the Yeshiva League go 3-1, and one, but this time the loss would be for Flatbush, falling to Eula, knocking the Falcons out of the Tier 1 competition. DRS and Hafter each won their games against Weinbaum and Cooper respectively, although for DRS, not without some drama, needing a second-half comeback to take the win, while North Shore would advance with a win in Tier 2 play. Semi-final Saturday night would see North Shore earn its way into the Tier 2 finals, and in the main bracket, DRS pounced on Rajji, while Hafter soared over Eula to set up the most anticipated matchup of the tournament, a Tier 1 showdown between the Wildcats and the Hawks for the Cooper Tournament Championship. DRS jumped out early, building a 7-point lead in the first, eventually stretching the margin to 18 by the halftime whistle. But in the second half, Hafter would battle back, and with under a minute to go in the game, an A.B. Perlau free throw cut the deficit to only 4, 49-45. But DRS would hit three key free throws down the stretch, and an emphatic dunk by tournament MVP Gabriel Leifer sealed the deal for the 54-45 DRS championship victory. Leifer finished the game with 27 points, with Perlau being the only other member of either team to reach double-digit points with 24. Perlau averaged 22 points a game and was rewarded with an all-tournament team nod for his efforts. Joining him from the Metropolitan Area teams was DRS hotshot Joab Deutsch, among the top three-point shooters of the tournament. Deutsch was instrumental in the Wildcats' semifinal win over Rajji, dropping 28 points in the contest. The third Yeshiva League team to fight for a championship would not be as fortunate as North Shore fell to Day Toledo High School, formerly New Jew of California, 58-39. Flatbush would drop their third game in a row, losing in the Tier 1 seventh place game to Charles E. Smith JDS by 17. Next week, we'll return to Yeshiva League basketball and hockey action. For more coverage of the Cooper National Tournament, tune in to next week's Court Report for a live and in-person episode featuring full recaps, highlights, and interviews from the amazing event this past weekend that I was fortunate to be a part of. On tonight's Encore episode, a special half-hour edition, we finish our sit-down with TABC Varsity Head Coach Mo Fuchs and preview the JV Hockey League for the 2015-2016 season. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m. only on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning sports update. Y'all have a good day now. Thank <laughs> you. 
In the AM Tuesday morning broadcast, Scott Elbaz, brand new with that one called Min HaMetza. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echanish Masar of Zebin Yosef Alevi. Oh, I thought we had Rabbi Goldwasser ready to roll. Hang on a second. Um, all right. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echanish Masar of Zebin Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. We learn in Vayikra, Mipnei Seva Takum, 
You shall rise in the presence of an elderly person. Our Mephoshim explain that this isn't limited just to the physical act of standing up for people who are elderly or according them honor. Our thinking, our attitude, and our demeanor should also be steeped in reverence and in respect for the elderly. Ayid, who had an elderly and firm mother, was living in Eretz Yisrael. He once came to the Spinka Rebbe, Reb Shmuel Horowitz. He wanted some advice. He explained that his mother no longer recognized people, even her own children. He therefore wanted to know whether he was obligated to go and visit her and whether the mitzvah of Kiburova Aim was still relevant. The Admor immediately instructed him to travel there with success. For even if his mother would have a moment of recognition, the entire trip was certainly worthwhile. The man noted that his mother had not been speaking for many months. She was very morose, and it was extremely doubtful if there would be any response at all. Nevertheless, if the Spinka Rebbe told him he should go, he was required to make this effort because the Neshama would sense his presence. When the son entered his mother's room, she immediately recognized him. Her face lit up with happiness, and she called him by name. This poignant story, I believe, is extremely important. It helps us to understand the Torah, the Torah perspective concerning elder care. The decline of aging parents' health sets into motion a need for increased involvement from family members. They provide the social and emotional support as well as the physical assistance. These obligations and pressures at times evoke conflicts and unresolved issues, further complicating a difficult situation. The Torah, Chazal, and the Tshuva's responsa provide us with a Torah perspective on giving respect and honor to the elderly. We learn in Yerushalmi, the mother of Rabbi Tarfan once came down on Shabbos. She wanted to walk in her yard. However, the sandal that she was wearing was torn. Rabbi Tarfan stopped, and he put his palms underneath her feet and helped her to go back into the bed. When Rabbi Tarfan got sick, his mother told the other Tamidei Chachomim, Please, be mispalo, pray for my son. Do you see the great respect that he gives to me? The Chachomim asked her, What did he do for you? And then she told him the story. Afterwards they said to her, Even if he did this a thousand times, he would not even have fulfilled half of the chiyuv, of the obligation to honor and to respect parents. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. 7.33 in the morning on this Tuesday. Uh, Rabbi Yosef Adler, who is the, uh, well, he's the Rosh Hashiva of TABC. That's where I'll start with Rabbi Adler because he and his staff and faculty and his school have had such a profound impact on the Siegel family and about thousands of other families over the years. I'll start with that. But, of course, he is the rabbi of uh, Congregation Renat Yisrael, one of the... Uh, uh, successful and incredible uh, synagogues in Natinek, New Jersey, located on West Englewood Avenue. They have announced, Congregation Renat Yisrael has announced that they are going to present a um, a concert, a performance this coming Saturday night, Motzei Shabbos, November the 14th, entitled Cantorial Classics. 
Cantorial Classics. Anybody who knows Rabbi Adler knows that he has a soft spot when it comes to great cantorial selections. Rabbi Yosef Adler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Morning, Nachum. It's always a pleasure. I greatly appreciate that. Is this the first time that your shul is dabbling in the cantorial concert category? Yes, it is. In fact, it's not only that my shul is dabbling for the first time, I believe this is the first time in Burton County in at least 25, 30 years. <laughs> wow. And I'm surprised, frankly, knowing your love for cantorial selections and how uh, inspiring they are to you. I'm surprised it took this long to do this, Rabbi Adler. Uh, you, you're, you're right. I, I don't know why we waited until this time, but uh, typically what happens is we run into Manhattan where there are chazanim, some great chazanim in the many shuls in Manhattan. Many of them run concerts, so we run into Manhattan. Mm. Somehow you, uh, you're you satisfied with it, but I figured uh, let's try to bring this once uh, to Bergen County. Yeah, well, this is very good. Those who don't want to go to Manhattan, this is extremely convenient for yes. them, that's for sure. Has there been a nice reception? Has there been a good reaction to this? Yes, there has been. Yes, Um uh, a lot of people who are, like I, I, I call them chazanim schmeckers, uh, <laughs> certainly uh, signed up uh, early on in the process. And others uh, have been encouraging, and uh, Howie Grunspecht, uh, who works on this uh, 24 hours a day, um, uh, trying to convince people to give it a try at least. Oh, that's for sure. All right, did the schmeckers like chazan Yanki Lemmer and chazan Yaakov Motzen? Is that a good lineup for them? Yes. Yaakov Motzen has actually davened the Shabbos at Renat for the last six years. Oh. And this year we decided to take the concert format. And Yankee Lemmer uh, is well known to all. He's the chazan of the uh, of Lincoln Square Synagogue. Right. He was the chazan in Englewood uh, in Abbas Torah for several years for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Uh, and he says they both have established reputations for themselves, and their their artistry speaks for themselves. Now, uh, you know, different times of the year, obviously around the Yom Narayim, we know what to expect. We know what to expect that there's a Sphere Cantorial concert. Is there a special theme or certain pieces being prepared for this time of year, or it's a general Cantorial concert? It's, uh, it's, it, no, it, it is not theme-related, uh, but every piece that will be sung is indeed a Cantorial masterpiece. Mm. If you go typically to concerts today, uh, Helfgott will sing uh, uh, two, three good cantorial pieces. Then he'll sing uh, a Kalbach piece. He'll sing, uh, you know, Avinu Shabbat Shemayim, right. things like that. I wanted, at least for the Schmeckers, every single piece <laughs> to, to be a classic, be it from Rosenblatt, from Pinchik, uh, from Kvartin, Kusevitsky, uh, Label of Waldman, some of the great Chazanim who uh, have graced uh, shuls and uh, concert halls in the past, let them hear. People will recognize a lot of the pieces. So Lemmer and Motzen have their work cut out for them. Yes, they do. After all, the name of the concert is Congregation Renat Yisrael Presents Cantorial Classics. You're not going to settle for a chazan getting up there and putting his uh, putting a pop tune out there in his version. You will Correct. not, you will uh, not in accept order to that. assure that I actually <laughs> I wrote the program. Are you serious? I kid you not. <laughs> How many Rosenblatts are in there? 
There are two or three Rosenblatt. <laughs> That's sure. it? I thought there'd be ten if you were in charge. Well, <laughs> I want to have a little uh, distribution. Yeah, I understand that. Cantor Daniel Gildar will accompany everybody. He's the best at that. that and, it, and it says here there's a special message. Is your message going to be one of, of uh, Chazanim and how the cantorial selections can inspire one's davening, or your message is different that yes, night? Yes, yes. I, I, I I'm going to ask people to listen to the words and how the that particular chazan interpreted that particular uh, tefillah and so on and so forth. One thing that the classic chazanim did is they understood what they were saying and their melodies and themes and uh, approach uh, actually reflect uh, the words uh, that they're actually reciting. And mm. I'm going to ask people to tune in. All right, there you go. Uh, you, you expect this to be sold out, Rabbi Adler? I would hope so. All right. So. Saturday should just... Uh, Check the website of Renat Yisrael. That's the easiest thing to do. Or call the shul. But the easiest thing is just do it online on the website. Saturday night, 8 p.m., Cantorial Classics at Renat on West Englewood Avenue with Chazen Yanki Lemmer and Chazen Yaakov Motzen, Cantor Daniel Gildar. It's all happening in Teaneck this coming Saturday night. Information, renat.org slash concert. That's R-I-N-A-T, renat.org slash concert. Adal 201-837-2795, 201 2795 and everybody Adler looks forward to greeting everybody there on Saturday night. Thanks so much. You, I, if you're available. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, send our best to all the seagulls you see today and thanks I so will. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. There, Thank you so much. There he is, Rabbi Yosef Adler, Renat Yisrael, and of course Rosh Hashiva at TABC. Tuesday morning broadcast at 21 minutes before 8 o'clock.
Tuesday morning broadcast, it's JM and the AM, Chazen Yanki Lemmer with Ad Haina. That's a good one, huh? Uh, off of the CD entitled, It Is Shabbos. 56 degrees, rain, and a high temperature of 60. Yesterday we announced, we announced something yesterday that just uh, has obviously touched a nerve in a very, very, very positive way among so many people, especially people out there who are involved in the community and understand the importance of of practical acts, symbolic acts, and understand the importance of everything uh that has to do with Jewish unity and togetherness and being there for people. And, of course, yesterday we announced the what I call our latest Jewish unity initiative as we head to Paris to broadcast during the week of Hanukkah, coming up on uh, on a very sensitive time in France, in Europe, um, something we've done in other parts of the world, obviously most notably here and in Israel. And we've been there and we've... Uh, and we've reminded people that the collective Jewish heart has to be pointed in one direction, and that is what we are doing in Paris during the week of Hanukkah. And uh, the centerpiece of the event, of course, is the Let There Be Light, the concert of Jewish unity that's going to be happening in the Great Synagogue of Paris on the night of Wednesday, 
fourth night of Hanukkah. Just thinking about it takes my breath away, frankly. And um, the reaction has been stupendous in France, in Israel, here in the United States. And that is our goal is to bring at least three continents, if not more, of our people together in one major demonstration of unity and togetherness. I love that word togetherness. It came to me early this morning as I was thinking of unity and solidarity and brotherhood and everything else that this initiative stands for. And the word togetherness popped into my head and I said, that's it. The spirit of togetherness is going to go forth from Paris and they will feel the kinship and we and everybody around the world will feel the kinship. And that's what it's all about. So thank you. And coming up, we will speak to somebody who has been a tremendous boost for us in this whole area. Somebody who is encouraging this project. And um, you'll see to what degree encouraging the project uh, coming up here at JM and the We'll check in with uh, our friends at OHEL as we get an update regarding the 22nd. The uh, OHEL Gala happens on the 22nd. We have our community calendar coming up and much, much more. Keep it right here. At JM and the AM on this uh, very special Tuesday morning broadcast.
Hakola Tova is done by um, David Gabe. Michael Nadada, uh, brand new before that with Odi Shama. 
Tuesday morning broadcast, 56 degrees, rain and a high temperature of 60, approaching 8 o'clock on this Tuesday morning. I thank you for tuning in. want to welcome those who are heading to Kosher Fest. Kosher Fest begins today. It's two days in New Jersey. It's a, an annual affair that is uh, just the centerpiece of everything having to do with kosher food. Kosher Fest today and tomorrow. We welcome those, especially those from around the world, out of town and around the world, have come in to be part of the big uh, convention. Welcome Kosher Fest participants. Big thank you to our friends at OnlySimplas.com. They continue to utilize our uh, content for the uh, news feed that they've created. Not only are they talking about Simplas all the time, but thank God they they also include informative, entertaining, and uh, in many cases inspiring stories from around the world, uh, especially those that directly affect our community or come from our community. So a big thank you to OnlySimplas.com for recognizing us and what goes on here every single weekday. It's an Alchem Siegel Network, and we've got a um, an amazing day for you on the stream at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. OU Jewish Reaction Show is coming up, and Rabbi Barry Gelman, who um, for 13 years has been the rabbi down in Houston. You remember we were in Houston uh, down in the July after the big storm. Um Say so he's going to be uh, part of the OU Jewish Reaction Show, and uh, Rabbi Judah Isaacs as well, Director of Community Services, who has quite a perspective on what's happening outside of New York and New Jersey, and in New York and New Jersey, uh, among Jewish communities and synagogues in many, many states in the USA. So I have the opportunity to speak with him and with Ray Gelman all happening during the uh, OU Jewish Reaction Show coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM. Make sure to stay tuned in. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live. From the Sony and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. <laughs>
J.M. and the A.M., eight minutes after the hour. Yesterday we had, that's Avi Miller, by the way, out of Israel. We'll be hearing a lot more of him here at J.M. and the A.M. as he uh, has an amazing double CD. Yesterday we announced a uh, uh, an initiative furthering the uh, furthering the concept and the action that the J.M. and the A.M. and the Nachum Siegel Network has been involved with for decades, and that's, of course, the Jewish Unity Initiative, as I call it, that we've been on for many, many years focused on this area and, of course, Israel. And and now, as uh, the holiday of Hanukkah approaches, we are taking our message of Jewish unity to Europe. Yesterday I mentioned that we are reaffirming our decades-long commitment to Jewish unity. This morning I said the spirit of togetherness is something that we are trying to uh, foster and promote. The people in Paris are extremely excited and touched by this gesture of us coming and being there on Hanukkah and broadcasting from there and presenting this Jewish music event that we are calling Let There Be Light, the Concert of Jewish Unity, the fourth night of Hanukkah in the Great Synagogue of Paris, as a showing, as a demonstration, as a gesture, as a practical way of showing Jews around the world that when when there are people in our community who are in challenging times, we have to be there for them. I thought of who would be an appropriate, uh, who would be one of the appropriate people to join us on this journey, and I'm flattered that he has agreed to be there to spend one day with us in Paris on what's going to be a very special Wednesday during Hanukkah, and that's the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel. And you could imagine how meaningful this is to me, uh, what Yeshiva University means to me, and how much it is responsible for what I am as a person and for my career. And uh, I felt having him. Uh, stand with me during this uh, historic occasion would be amazing. President of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, with us live via telephone. Mr. President, welcome back to JM in the AM. I never leave JM in the AM. Hmm. Thank you very much, though. It's a pleasure to be with you. And as you know, JM in the AM never leaves nor travels too far away from Yeshiva University and from you. Well, thank you. And uh, I am. Uh, you can imagine the excitement that's going on, the reaction that we're getting, something that you told us when we met with you a few weeks ago, that there would be an amazing reaction across the board, across the Jewish world, to what's happening and how we're hoping to bring three continents together, three very special places, of course the United States, of course Israel, because so much of the show will involve people with, of Israel, and of course the people of Paris. Nobody understands this better than you, I would argue, you and your staff and your students who have reached out to remote areas to show solidarity and togetherness a million times before. I would guess that's one of the reasons that you've tried your best and have succeeded in clearing your schedule to spend that time with us during this mission. Well, look, it's it's um, it seems obvious, but somehow it's not that we are a people, not a collection of individuals. And it's not even about being with people at times of sorrow. It's being a family. Yep. And um, thank God uh, we uh, at YU spend a, a great deal of our energy working at that, because somehow it's just not natural. Uh, we do tend in a world of, uh, of confusion uh, to kind of pull into ourselves as opposed to reach out to each other. And frankly, that's a formula for disaster. And uh, your initiative and your thinking in this way is really critical, both in terms of the particulars, which is support for the for French Jewry uh, who are living in more challenging situations than we are, right. um, and uh, 
and frankly for for all of us the the benefit of participating in something like this i think is not selfless i think in many ways it's selfish because the way we all feel and this is how our students feel uh, the great little secret is that when you do something for others you do something for yourself you know the uh, uh, the expression uh, uh, from uh, from our uh, from our wisdom in anonili mili um, if i'm if if i am not for myself who will i be but then it says immediately but if I'm only about me, who am I? So even in defining who we are, we are enriched by realizing that we're larger when it's not just about ourselves. President Richard Joel with us. People asked me, they said the first person you asked to escort you, to be there with you, to stand at your side is the president of Yeshiva University. And I said to them, I said, you know, who, who, who more of a better symbol when you are constantly, and I mean constantly, through your different divisions, sending students, forget about the, 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 uh, older adults and those, uh, you know, faculty members that are constantly traveling the world and, and, and spreading this type of message, but students who are spending summers and winter breaks and Yamim Tovim going to remote areas of this country and other parts of the globe and of course Israel. Who better? to understand the purpose of this mission and to represent what we represent. So for us, it's a tremendous honor, and I'm so glad you were able to clear your schedule. Anybody who's familiar with your schedule knows this was not an easy task, and I look forward to standing there with you. And Let's, let's, ma- let's not make it more, uh, more than it is. It was, uh, um, it was an honor to be asked, um, and it's the kind of thing that if you can possibly do it, you do it. And, you know, Hanukkah for us is a... It is a light time, a time of light at Yeshiva University when uh, we have Hanukkah concerts and uh, and uh, and Hanukkah chagigot and Hanukkah celebrations. Uh, in fact, uh, the Sunday uh, uh, afterwards is uh, is our annual Hanukkah dinner where we honor uh, um, uh, our people, our school, and. Uh, uh, will be graced by Governor Cuomo, who will who will be joining us. Wow. So, uh, frankly, it's so busy at Yeshiva this time. It's really probably a great gift to my colleagues for me to get out of the way for a day. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, huh? <laughs> well, for us, it's a tremendous honor. Uh, as I said to you when we met and you heard about this concept, you gave us such a boost, such an inspiration. Uh, thank God the majority of people have reacted the way you have, and I do believe, I do believe that this is going to make an impact in the Jewish world. As the word spreads before, during, and after about this initiative, that it will get the message across to everybody. That we have to be together. We have to be together symbolically. We have to be together on a practical basis. And as you said, so you put it so well when you said there are people in our community who are living in more challenging times and a more challenging atmosphere than we are, and we have to be there for them at that type of time. Yeah, I also want to say, Nachum, that 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 um, we often, most of us, often think good thoughts, um, but to take action is important. So the reason that I was um, uh, really happy to, uh, to, to to make the time and to take the pleasure of spending 14 hours on an airplane in 24 hours um, <laughs> is is because you thought of that and you acted on it. If if more of us just act upon the good thoughts that we have, how much better the world is. And again, that's a lesson for the students of Yeshiva University and I think all of us. 
I thank you. I thank you. I thank My pleasure. You. And uh, it, it will be uh, it will be as you've predicted. I think it will be something that will make a tremendous impact, and your involvement just makes it bigger and better. Thank you so much for joining me this I'm morning. I'm delighted. All the best. There he is, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel. Uh, yes, the first person that I invited uh, weeks ago to uh, participate in uh, this mission, this journey, this uh, unbelievably important task to bring a special message to our brothers and sisters, not just in Paris, but literally around the world, through what we're going to be doing in Paris. And I thank him very, very much. 16 minutes after 8 o'clock, the excitement and anticipation is building. We are over uh, a month away on the uh, on the Jewish calendar still. I think it, I think the big event is four weeks from tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. And yet the excitement is building like crazy as we consider how we are going to demonstrate our reaffirmation to our decades-long commitment to Jewish unity. And again, this phone does not stop ringing, and the emails don't stop coming in since yesterday's announcement. There are so many people out there who are proud to be associated with this effort. Um, to everybody, I say thank you. More coming up. JM and the AM at 17 minutes after 8 o'clock. Lo no me... 
Yaakov Shweki. Am Yisrael Lolefached. Want to welcome those who are here from out of town and from around the world who are celebrating a kosher fest today and tomorrow. Welcome to those who are tuned into for the first time to their radio to JMM. I'm sure they are listening normally wherever they are on this globe to the NSN app and uh, tuned in on a daily basis. I thank you for listening on your radio as you head to Kosher Fest. 56 degrees with rain and a high temperature of 60 on the 22nd of November in a much talked about event. We had such a phenomenal conversation with Mike Hellman last week. Uh, if you missed it, you got to check it out. Um, the reaction we got to that was just amazing. Uh, it's the 22nd of November for the OHEL 2015 Annual Gala happening at the New York Marriott Marquis on Broadway in New York City. The program, the buffet dinner at 5, the program at 6.30. And from what I hear, they are really uh, making sure to move things along this year. So make sure uh, you get there on time at 5 o'clock to enjoy your dinner. And then the program will begin at 6.30. Guest of Honor, Mike Shulman. Of course, many, many distinguished honorees, including Bruce Prince and Tamar Siklik, the Levy family, Duvi and Ricky Janklovich, the uh, Wasser family is being recognized in memory of Max and Rose Wasser. Max, of course, the uh, OHEL founder and past president. And uh, the um, Community Leadership Award is being presented to Rabbi Yaakov and Leah Learfield of the Young Israel of Staten Island. Rabbi Learfield is here with us this morning at JM and the AM. What an honor to welcome you to JM and the AM. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, Rabbi Siegel. <laughs> it's nice to see you. How many years have you been at the Young Israel Staten Island? I've been there now for 16 years. Is it that long already? 16 years. And I hear the community continues to be an amazing uh, a Jewish community. It is a phenomenal community. It is now growing by leaps and bounds. Any home that's up for sale within three, four, five days is sold to a Jew. It's booming at the scenes. Prices have gone up, unfortunately, quite a bit because of it, but it's booming. Unbelievable. It is one of those communities that just keeps on going and going. And I assume that because of your leadership is one of the reasons. It's not my leadership. It's probably because of the rabbi in the next town, <laughs> Rabbi Nussen Siegel. Oh, that's the reason? That's I'll let him reasons. know that. He's definitely the biggest <laughs> rabbi in town. Can we get him to come to the OHL dinner? <laughs> 100%. All right. There you go. We have another person to put that on the list. Um, first of all, I would guess that... Uh, it, I don't know. Is it difficult? I, I could speak for radio announcers. I can't speak for rabbis. Is it difficult to accept community service awards? The reason why I accepted the award is twofold. First of all, I have a member of my community, a couple, who are probably the, one of the foundations of our community. One of the pillars is uh, they were honored last year. Yeah. I know uh, who you mean. Mel and Phil Zachter are remarkable people. They are definitely not just important, but they in many ways hold the community together. And they do so much, and nobody could say no to them when they ask for someone to do something. By the way, they had a grandson with their briswas yesterday. Mazel tov. Named after Mel's father, Eliezer. Wow. Uh, so Mel asked me to do it. There are very few things I would tell Mel no to because <laughs> he's helped me over the last 16 years in the community. That's number one. Number two. Uh, when I began and I saw that there were certain problems in the community and I needed to reach someone that can help me because it was definitely out of my pay grade, I called Mel and I said, Mel, you work with OHEL. You are Mr. OHEL. Who do I call? And he used to give me the various numbers of who to call in OHEL. And uh, over the years, I've reached out to OHEL numerous times. So between Mel asking me and Mel, even though he asks softly, but you don't really say no to Mel. <laughs> Between the fact that I think I owe, I and the community owes OHEL and David Mandel especially, it's hard to say no. Is Mrs. Lairfield also excited about the award? No. 
<laughs> my wife likes to stay home. My wife likes to be with the children and the grandchildren. No, my wife does not. But nonetheless, like... she's agreed to be there that night. <laughs> I agreed far... because of Mel. She <laughs> probably agreed because of me. There you go. But she'd rather be home. So we will see both of you at the dinner. You will see both of <laughs> there us. There you go. Rabbi Yaakov Learfield is here. Community Leadership Award being presented to him and Leah Learfield on uh, the night of the 22nd of uh, November at the Ohel Annual Gala. You know what's interesting? Being a community rabbi and and in a situation like this is even more we know that confidentiality and and all the different things that ohel is great at and we've outlined it here in terms of helping people and keeping things properly you know quiet and the way it should be etc but for a rabbi it, it, there's a, it, there's an even greater layer of confidentiality you have the confidence of your congregants of the people you're trying to help so I would bet you're even hesitant to tell us stories anonymously to tell a story because it might you know it, there might be someone listening who you know is tuned in and and, and would would resent hearing their own story so everything that you know about OL to an extent you really have to keep inside last night late at night I was trying to figure out what I'm going to say today <laughs> or at the dinner and that exact idea came to my head there is nothing that I can say that someone in the community would not know exactly who I'm speaking about. Right. So I have a book that I'm writing. And that's going to have to be printed in 100 years from now. <laughs> very difficult. It is very difficult. Can you give us some general examples of how OHEL has stepped in uh, and tell people why it's so I important? I will tell you general. First of all, every community from the outside looks perfect. Every mm. one of them. Some of them are wealthier. Some of them are simpler. Some of them are fancier. But every community from the outside looks beautiful. And even when you move in, everything, everything looks fine. Every show looks fine. When you become a rabbi, and you don't just look from the up, looking down, but you actually go through the front door, every single family, whether it's a brother, sister, uncle, aunt, grandparent, child, grandchild, there is something in a family that needs a little bit of help. And as a rabbi, you get to see sometimes what's in the house. As a community, a child is hurt, right. hurt badly. The classmates don't know how to deal with it. The parents can't deal with it. I call David Mandel. And unfortunately, lo aleinu, it shouldn't happen to anybody. A child passes away. Right. They're sick. Something happens. Mm -hmm. This thing called cancer is terrible. Affects you at any age. A young child getting uh, hurt. A young child that dies for whatever reason, whether an accident or whether with uh, a cancer. The whole community doesn't know what to do. There's a trauma that sets into the community. And you need a professional to come down, and somehow someone's going to speak to the kids in the school, in the class. Someone's going to speak to the parents. And uh, I call David Mandel. I don't go through Mel anymore. I've spoken to David <laughs> Mandel so many times. I don't even call him at work. The only time I call him at work, you know, through straight numbers to make fun of his baseball game. <laughs> That's it, huh? But if I need him at 1 in the morning, 5 in the morning, doesn't make a difference. I'll call a cell number. I'll call him upstate. You know what must be interesting from the perspective of a rabbi? You know, as you sit down with certain congregants who are experiencing difficulties, whatever the difficulties might be, financial, health-wise, or otherwise, and you know, and sometimes they might express it, oh, if only I was in this one situation, or if only I had the, you know, the comfort or luxury that this one has, or even in a general sense that other people have. And you sit there saying to yourself, oh, if only this person knew what that other person was going through, and with all their comfort and luxury that it looks like from the outside, if only they knew what I know, that they should never hope to be in their situation. That must happen a million times to you. 
on a simple level, I was at a meeting where they were trying to raise funds, and they wanted me to go to a certain person for $25,000. Mm-hmm. I happened to know that he came to me a week earlier because he couldn't buy Shabbos. Other people think this one's doing great, this one's doing fine. I happen to know that inside his house, things are falling apart. And you sit there and you say not a word. But what's the, what's, I don't want to use the word muster, but I can't avoid it. What's the lesson? What's the lesson uh, encapsulated for us? You would say to those who sometimes think the grass is greener on the other side, what would you say in a positive way to them? Your father and your mother have told you so many times, which is the Mishnah, you cannot judge anybody until you stand in their shoes. What it literally means is you never know what's going on. When you get involved in Rabbi Siegel, Nachum, you speak to people all the time. Your job is talking to people. You sit here like you're simply a radio host, but you know because of your father and your brothers and your family, whatever you're asking me, you are very intimate with. People inside their homes, inside their heads, have many things going on. Every person is their own world. Your brother is Rabbi uh, from Chaim Berlin, Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner always speaks about every single person is their own olam, their own world. Right. And you have no idea what's going on in their world, only for what they put on the outside, the superficial. You get inside their head, you get inside their family, and it's literally their own separate world. So my next step in this conversation then, Let's put it this way. There's a lot of pain in the Jewish world. There's a lot of pain in every community, yours and others. There's a lot of people going through a lot of very difficult things. Probably, again, one of the reasons why you lean so much on an organization like this to step in and help solve problems. There is pain. I don't think a Jewish community has more pain or less pain than any other community. The only thing that we might be short of is that it's very expensive being an Orthodox Jew. Right. I have brothers that are lawyers, that are lawyers in very big firms and their partners. And all of their partners make fun of them because they're all driving Mercedes and Maseratis. My brothers are driving a, a, a Camry. <laughs> and they once said, what are you doing? You're making X amount of money. Why are you driving that car? So he says, first of all, I got Jewish day school, which costs tens of thousands of year. You have a Jewish day camp. And I'm supporting every single one of my married children. Right. Money's a little bit hard. Right. And in addition to that, they like to give charity as well. So The amount of tzedakah that comes out of a Jewish community yeah. that goes throughout the world is mind-boggling. I don't think the non-Jewish world has any idea what it means to give until you see Jewish people giving. Boy, you hit us with some great lessons, I'll tell you that much. Rabbi Yaakov Learfield is here on Sunday night, November 22nd. He and his wife received the Community Leadership Award. He, of course, in the Young Israel of Staten Island. Many families... Uh, out there, no Rabbi Lear Field. So come pay tribute to this wonderful couple and to all the different honorees at the dinner on Sunday night, November 22nd. Information about all of this, you can uh, go to the website, ohelfamily.org slash gala, 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338 for information on the event. You want to add something? I need to add just two or three names, sure. if I could. Permission? Okay. Yeah. Uh, when Mati, when I was asked by Mel Zachter to be uh, the honoree, service awardee, right. so he needed in my shul two people that are going to be the front man, two people that are going to be the dinner chairman, that are going to let the people know. The best should. job in the world, Rabbi, that's what you mean. The best <laughs> job in the world, they have to go to for their friends and they have to say, come support the rabbi, support all. So two people stepped up to the plate, two very dear friends of mine. 
Mati Veg. Mati Veg has been involved uh, in many tzedakahs uh, oh, for yeah. quite some time. He is a wonderful man, heart of gold. Agreed. And a dear friend of mine, Mati Schwartz. Mati mm. Schwartz has been president of the uh, shul for many right. years, behind the scenes. He is still involved with his lovely wife. His daughter just got engaged and had their vort on Sunday. Mazel tov. But Mati Schwartz and Mati Veg are wonderful people, and they are helping me in the shul. Are they loving the job so far? Mel actually enjoys dinners. He's one of, Does the, he? one of the few people. <laughs> really? I think your brother, Rabbi Nussen Siegel, likes dinners because he Does enjoys... He? Spe- I think he likes speaking. No, but I'm talking of- about the tribute committee people. Do they like the dinners? No. <laughs> no. But they're trying to adjust. I do the best possible They're doing job. it because they thought... First of all, Ohel, I think every, our community, many communities, owe Ohel a debt of gratitude. They're in the schools. They're in our shuls. Right. We owe them something. And they also thought that if they honor the rabbis, so people will hear about the wonderful community called Willowbrook. So right. they thought that we can get the name out a little bit more. You know what's interesting, and, and this goes back because of Mel's involvement all these years, is that uh, commu- your community, unlike so many others, really grew up supporting Ohel. I mean, you're, you're talking about supporters that are probably there for 40 years at this point who've been involved with the cause. So to an extent... It's sort of part of the fabric of the young Israel of Staten Island because of Mel and some of the people who have been involved all this time. So you just said at the end that we've had him for 40 years because of Mel. Right. I could honestly say that if it wasn't for Mel and Moish Hellman, who right. are married together to right. Ohel, we probably it would have taken us longer to get involved in Ohel. Right. I'm happy we are involved because every rabbi of every shul, of every community, needs sometimes someone to lean on. And that is Ohel. All right, Rabbi Learfield, I'm told that the Young Israel of Staten Island has its own dinner coming up. When is that happening? You put me on the air. Yeah. I think I'm live. Right. I you are live. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> November November 20... Oh, tw- well, the 22nd is... It's, it's not the 15th because my parents are being honored Then it's got to be the 29th. That's the only Sunday that's left. No, I don't not, think it's on oh, Sunday. Oh, it's not on a Sunday. Because I was supposed to, was supposed to do it on the 15th, <laughs> and I said I can't come. My parents are being honored. <laughs> I think they moved it for the night before Thanksgiving. I think it's November 24th. November 24th. I'm really not sure. My president is listening. His name is Zavel Perlman. I was supposed to mention him in a good way. Now well, I remember gonna, Zavel. Now Zavel's going to tell me, I can't believe you didn't know your own chill's dinner. Unbelievable. Anyway, we do know it's at least a couple of nights after the Ohel dinner. Correct. I think it's the 24th. And we say Mazel Tov to all the honorees for the young Israel of Staten Island. And encourage everybody to come and support that cause as well. If you're here already, you have to make sure people know about it. What can I tell People you? should come. Yeah. It's a beautiful show. It's a great show. It's a very powerful show. 600 plus members, and they all get to know each other. They're all friendly. Many minyanim on any single given day. Wonderful place. And you were right. It is the night before Thanksgiving, but it's the 25th of November. The 20, uh, my researchers tell me the 25th of November is the Young Israel of Staten Island did this. Don't go there the wrong night, Rabbi. For please. all people <laughs> listening out there, Nachum Siegel has a host of people working behind him. That's they're right. Googling away and they're calling people. He has such a large staff. Yes, and he found out that I made a mistake. No, I just wanted to point that out so people won't be confused. No you, were, you were right the night before Thanksgiving. And that would be the 25th of November. And, uh, and hey, like we say to all rabbis for their annual dinner. Mazel tov to you on that. Thank you very much. Finally, Rabbi Learfield, here's your opportunity. Sum it up for us. Why should people come on the 22nd and be there for the big Ohel Gala? Why should they support this cause? Why was this important enough for you and your wife to say yes to be there as part of the lineup on the 22nd of November? Ohel, if you go, go online, go to their website and see what they do. It's not simply that they have a base Ezra. It's not simply that they help the seniors. It's not simply that they get people jobs. It's not simply that they have a mental clinic where they help people. Whatever 
ailment the Jewish people are facing, Ohel will find a solution for it. <laughs> They're open. They'll speak to you. They'll find you. They'll give you whatever you need. Whether a rabbi is calling them up or an individual, they don't turn anybody away. Jewish people need help sometimes, professional help. We are coming in many ways of age. We realize we're not putting things in the closet anymore. We have to face them. And Ohel has all of the people, the professionals behind them. They know exactly what they're doing, and they will help you with what, anything that they could. Well said. Look forward to seeing you on the 22nd. And most serious, this mazel tov to you and your wife and everybody out there on Staten Island. And uh, a real pleasure to have you here this morning. My Thank pleasure. You. I'll give your best to your brother. Please do, and send my best to everybody on Staten Island. Why limit it to my brother? Give my best to everybody out there. You know, we have a lot of Staten Island listeners, you know that. Yes, you do. Yeah, a lot of people out there. Uh, Rabbi Lairfield encourages everybody to call OHEL today, place a reservation, and go to the website and do the same, ohelfamily.org slash gala, ohelfamily.org slash gala, and of course, 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338. Thank you, Rabbi. We'll see you on the 22nd. Blizzard Hashem. Yes, you will. I am looking forward. More Thank coming. You. More coming up. It is a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Tuesday morning with Avramo. That's Avram Freed here at JM in the AM. 19 minutes before 9 o'clock. Bunch of stuff in our community calendar. NCSY, their summer programs, they've got a, a couple of... Uh, inform- oh, well, actually, the NCSY Colel info session is happening tonight at the Plotzker Home on Evergreen Drive in uh, West Hempstead. Information you can contact NCSY and their summer programs. Open house. We told you that the um, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High Schools is coming Sunday. Uh, that's happening Sunday starting at 9.30 on South Orange Avenue in Livingston, New Jersey. The Hafter Open House, also this coming Sunday starting at 10 a.m. on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. And the Mag and David Yeshiva High School Open House is tonight, Tuesday night, tonight, starting at 7.30 at 7801 Bay Parkway in Brooklyn, New York. For Mag and David, it's 718-331-4002, 718-331-4002. Four thousand two. Yarche Kala has been announced for tomorrow. Tomorrow's Veterans Day. A lot of people have a day off. Rabbi Yisrael Reisman at nine a.m. on the topic of Har Habayis problems. Hmm. Rabbi Ari Marburger on our Bein Adam Lachaveiro Halacha and Rabbi Eitan Feiner on Yitzchak versus Yishmael, a proper perspective of the current Matzav. It's all happening at the uh, Goodness Yisrael of Madison, twenty-one twenty-two Avenue S. In Brooklyn, New York, information 718-253-5497, 718-253-5497. Reminder that our friends at Calvary Hospital have the uh, Safer Torah Restoration Project event, Restoring Life to a Sacred Torah Scroll. It's happening at the 92nd Street Y tomorrow with the reception beginning at 530, the program beginning at 630. Cal, uh, you could call 718-576-2809, 718 2809, and I thank Rabbi Rothberger, who was here yesterday. Uh, we got a chance to find out about their Jewish program, and uh, as I have told many, many people, and as I said yesterday, I experienced their uh, their love and care firsthand. And anybody who can go to tomorrow night's event, it would be a tremendous boost to the uh, uh, to the uh, to the Jewish efforts up at Calvary. So try your best. Tomorrow night at Congregation 8 Chaim, which is located at 147-1973rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills, uh, Judy Klitzker, Judy Klitzner rather, on the topic of did Noah and Jonah share the same boat? How similar stories say opposite things about the human soul. Very cool. Congregation 8 Chaim, tomorrow night, 745 at 147-1973rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills. Uh, Lamdenu has announced that this Thursday, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, there'll be a morning filled with tefillah, song, and divrei Torah for women only, starting at 845, plus a light breakfast. The program is free under the direction of Dean Rachel Friedman. Go to lamdenu.org for information, lamdenu.org. We told you about the Renat Yisrael event for this coming Saturday night. 
That is the Big Cantorial Classics event. I remind you that Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue is Rabbi Dr. Ephraim Canterfogel this coming Saturday night at 8.15. Anti-Semitism from Talmudic times to the 20th century and beyond. That is the topic. And um, information contact the Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush. JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial and around the world in the web. JM in the AM dot ORG. One, two, one, two, three, eight.
with Benny Friedman here at JM in the AM. Well, it's no uh, secret, no secret at all, that uh, once we launched the Nachum Siegel Network over three years ago, uh, there are a couple of people that have become uh, really international names, frankly. And in this case, not only an international name, but an international name who never, ever forgets to acknowledge, um, no matter where she goes, that she is part of our amazing radio effort, uh, that we know as the Nachum Siegel Network, and Naomi Nachman, the Aussie Gourmet, as Kosher Fest kicks off, had an amazing night last night at Kosher Feast. Kosher Feast went ahead and uh, and honored some of the movers and shakers of the kosher food industry. And it is clear that she, for her work on the Nachum Siegel Network, is one of those movers and shakers. Naomi Nachman, Aussie Gourmet, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum, how are you? Doing great. Wanted to wish you publicly a mazal tov on the big recognition last night. How did last night go? Thank you. It was amazing. It was a night of a 10-course sampling feast at the <laughs> Fusion Steakhouse last night. Wow. Uh, out there in Brooklyn, a big shout-out to Alison Khan and Chef Daniel Rivera. And it was amazing um, evening just to be with my, you know, um, foodie friends and my food, my foodie family, as I call them. And it was it was a brilliant, nice evening, and it was nice to be recognised for the work that I've done for the Nakam Siegel Network. So Thanks to you, and I, Miriam. I appreciate that. So kosher feast is exactly what they say it is. It's a feast of a ten course dinner. I like that. It was unreal. Can I just a shout out? So we had a sufganiya, yeah. right? But in the centre was chicken fragua. <laughs> now some people might go, ugh, you know, they want jam or caramel or something. It was amazing. <laughs> like, do not knock that till you try it. It was brilliant. Very clever. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think, uh, I think Miriam Wallach hosted a show once around Hanukkah time that actually, you know, was a was was the precursor to that whole concept of like a donut sandwich, putting interesting things right, between right. the sides she, of donuts. 
Shifra Klein and I were talking about that right. last night from Joy of Kosher magazine. How she went <laughs> to Miriam's show and made sandwiches out of donuts. Oh, I'll tell you. And that, so now Chicken Fagua makes it in there. I guess that's the next level, huh? It was it was amazing. Yeah, so I'm the ultimate carnival, so that worked out really great. <laughs> it was really, you know, it's definitely a destination kosher restaurant. And Esty Berkowitz and uh, Roberta Scher from uh, Kosher Eye, um, they put the evening together. It's been going on for about five or six years. And it was just, it, they recognize um, um, people in the industry, as you said, movers and shakers. Douglas Sokoloff was, was one of the honorees. And right. Kim Kushner with her two amazing cookbooks that have just come out. Um Ilan Kornblum, you know, brought us all great kosher restaurants. So it was really nice to be among them. Unbelievable. What was the official name of your recognition? Did the award have a title to it? Yes, it was called Cutting Edge, and guess what they gave me? A knife. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, something to cut with, I guess. <laughs> a beautiful, really good Worcestershire knife. And Worcestershire sponsored all the honorees' gifts. Very so, nice. Um, I got a beautiful like, knife, and it was it was. Great! It was a great night. My husband joined me along with all the beauty people, so it was a it was a great night. All right, so that's great, and we are proud, very proud to say the least. Naomi Nachman with the big award last evening and the kosher feast, a big success. All the bloggers and the movers and shakers were part of it. You are looking forward, I'm sure, to Kosher Fest today, which is a two day adventure in New Jersey. We came straight, six girls, six of my friends. We all came over after uh, Kosher Feast. We drove over to Kosher Fest. We're at a hotel in Secaucus, ready to hit the carpet running, you know, to find out and share with all our listeners from the amazing Nachum Siegel Network all the exciting kosher food products. And this week we're going to have our show that um, we recorded yesterday at the Kosher Bloggers Conference. Ooh. So it is going to be, this Friday's show is going to be a blowout. All the kosher food all-stars are going to be on this week's show. Very nice. Um, and we're all going to be uh, hanging out together today at uh, Kosher Fest. And just, I wanted to thank you and Miriam for all the exciting opportunities that you've given me being part of the network. Oh, are you kidding? It's been amazing. You have become one of the stars, to say the least. And enjoy, what does it start, like an hour from now? About an hour from now it begins over there? Um, yeah, in about an hour. So we're going to get over with our Nachum Siegel Network press passes and we're going to go in there. <laughs> I love it. Milk first, flashics after lunch. I, I see you're experienced at this already. You... I, I think I went with your mother-in-law, Gail Weintraub, for the first time. We went. I drove her from the Lower East Side to Secaucus 15 years ago. Oh. We went together for the first time. That is hilarious. I don't think I've missed the show since. Naomi, enjoy today. Mazal tov on last night. Thank and you. Friday, Friday at 9 o'clock, what you would call one of your best shows of the year if people tune in. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Naomi, and good sure. luck. Thanks, Nachum. Naomi Nachman, Aussie Gourmet. We are so proud to have her as part of the Nachum Siegel Network. Eight Ton Cats wraps up a Tuesday at JM in the AM.
My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a, uh, what is today? Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up, including the OU Jewish Reaction Program. Rabbi Judah Isaacs joins us. Um, Rabbi Barry Gelman joins us in the next hour. Make sure to be tuned in. We'll talk about community involvement and get an update on what's happening down in Houston, Texas. That's next on jmnam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Plenty on our stream, including a ZK live lunch coming up at 11 o'clock. Yes, it'll be live. Make sure to be tuned in. And make sure to install the NSN app if you don't have it yet so you can hear us loudly and clearly from anywhere around the world. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.